going. Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 169. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I am Zach. And uh, we are back. Uh, if you are here live, we're doing this on Thursday because my audio mixer died on me and I got a new mixer so I could do things like he's fat! and you just heard Scott Steiner just saying he's fat and uh yeah you get cool things they like might have heard it. I don't know I think they heard it it's coming from my source so whatever uh sometimes it gets drowned drowned out but anyway guy did, did we I'm Joe Doves did we announce everybody yeah. We already did that. We can uh, do it again if you want to. We did it like 25 seconds ago, but hell, whatever. Yeah, it's episode Zach. one. Yeah, Zach. There's... I'm still Andy. <laughs> He's still Andy, and I'm still Joe Dubs, and here we are with episode 169 doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But before we get into that, guys, what have you, you been playing, watching, or doing? I'm going to go first because I. the only thing I've been doing is watching Manifest. I actually finished uh, season three. I got to wait for season four when it comes out. Uh, and gaming-wise, I've been playing New World, uh, that MMO that's made by Amazon. Um, and that's it. That's all I did. That's the one where you kill you kill boars and, like, run for 30 miles? Yeah, it's like Death Stranding with, like, fucking <laughs> ancient times and shit, whatever. Pirates and stuff and medieval stuff. It's like... It, it, it hasn't grown on me yet. I got tired of the walking. Like I'd rather Death Stranding walk than this game walk. That that's when you walk in Death Stranding, it's kind of like a mini game all of its own because you're like balancing the load with the triggers and you're like looking around for chiral bullshit and navigating the terrain. And I don't know. I always felt like even when you're just strolling in Death Stranding, your brain is engaged. Ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, but uh. Andy, what what have you been playing, watching, or doing? I watched Halloween, the original, nineteen seventy nine, because I don't know, it's just it's you, you watch it every year. Why not? Um, I watched like uh, three and a half seasons of Seinfeld. <laughs> it's back on Netflix. I was I was sick one day and I just needed something to watch that was like easy. So I started Seinfeld just because Netflix put it on and it's like in the top ten. Uh, that show has aged marvelously so gracefully it's still hilarious all these years later so after i was after i healed up i've still just been watching it i mean season four i think is my favorite season it's the season where they're pitching the show jerry it's very meta the whole season and uh i finally uh stopped playing forza and moved on to yakuza like a dragon i'm five hours in and it's still just doing story stuff mostly i mean it's it's let me run around and fight and i've been in the first dungeon a bunch of other stuff um twice though the stuff the the story has gone on so long my controller has turned itself off and then the the cutscene will freeze and it'll say please connect your controller and hit the <laughs> <laughs> so i played a ton of i, I played i played, played for three hours when i first started it so it hooked me right away that game is fun 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 i love that game and the writing's interesting and I'm I'm a weirdo, so I have Japanese dialogue, but with English subtitles, and I've actually been enjoying it more that way. And um, also, there's like arcades in it, so I played a whole bunch of Outrun. Also, it counts, even though I played it as a game in a game. <laughs> Still counts. But yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. All Seinfeld and Yakuza, a little bit of Halloween in there. Nice, Zach. What about you? Oh well, uh, I'll start with what I played first because that'll take the longest. Uh, 
I played through and beat Hunt Down with a buddy of mine who came to visit last weekend. Um, that game's great. It hits all my switches, tickles my fancy, scratches my itches. It's like ultra violence, 80s references, 80s cyberpunk future, John Carpenter shit. Uh, it's got an amazing soundtrack. There's a, a, a couple levels where the soundtrack straight up just goes Sega Genesis. They totally must have lifted Sega Genesis sounds like from a sound font or something to make those sounds. It's too, it's just far too similar. Um, uh, I after I beat it, there was like badass mode, and I tried to play that, and it's like you die in one hit. <laughs> it's <laughs> like I don't think that would be enjoyable because later on, that game's bosses and stuff get it gets ridiculous. <laughs> it took several retries on like a few bosses. Um, but yeah, I check it out if if nobody's ever played it or anything. Um, it's I think it's like twenty dollars. Nice. Then I started Resident Evil Revelations for our uh, project. I'm not very far in yet, but I'm going to try to really dig into it in the next few days. You haven't experienced any true revelations yet? I mean, I've already experienced all the revelations like fucking seven or eight years ago when I played it. (laughs) Which console are you playing it on? PS3. I didn't want... um, You had to have like a a new 3DS, I think, to, to play it originally. And I don't have that. I just have the regular 3DS. I'm playing PC. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've been watching a ton of horror movies in my spare time. I'm making up for last year, and I said, I'm going to watch a bunch of horror movies. I-, I watched a couple, but I didn't really watch that many. Um, I watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Um, it's I-, I don't like it very much. <laughs> um, if I had to briefly sum it up, it's just that... Uh, they tried to turn it into an anthology series. If you didn't know that. And it's like some guy who's uncovering a plot from this toy manufacturer is mask manufacturer to like blow up people's heads to fucking cross over Stonehenge or something. I don't know. That part of the plot kind of lost me. I fucking love that shit. I love that. They're like, <laughs> we're grinding up Stonehenge and putting it into children's masks, which we're going <laughs> to use a television commercial to turn their heads into spiders. It's, it's, it's- fucking Bonkers. It's stupid. <laughs> I still I still secretly kinda like that movie. That's fine. You can like it. It's it's <laughs> you can like Halloween three. But um I just feel like it might have been better served as like a an episode of some TV show, probably. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Outer limits. Th- that same plot, but like condensed down to forty five minutes, I think would have really worked. Uh then I saw uh Veronica, which is like a Spanish movie set in 1991 where some girl uses a Ouija board with her friends and summons a Satan uh, of some sort. And it, it, it wrecks her family. It's, it's okay. Um, it's not really anything to write home. That wasn't a bad movie. It was just, it was okay. Um, I also watched the, 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 the Hellbound Hellraiser two. Uh, that's a great sequel. Very few of these horror franchises sequels turn out anywhere near as good as the first one does. Mm. Halloween Two is probably one of the only other ones that really manages to do it. Nightmare on Elm Street Two is pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I can't say. Um, but I'll get there. Uh, that was another one. I, I've actually forgot to write that one down. Nightmare on Elm Street. Watched the original. Never seen it before. Um, I like those I was, movies. 
it's very good. The, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is a lot better than probably what you think it's going to be if you've never seen it. I really want you to see more of them so you can see New Nightmare because that movie is so cool. Yeah, I really want to see New Nightmare uh, after I read about the the plot synopsis of it mm-hmm. somewhat. Um, then I watched uh, Maniac, the the 1980 original Maniac. That's a great grindhousey proto slasher. Um, thanks to Tom Savini. To, thanks to Tom Savini and the um, the guy that plays the the maniac. I forget his name right now off the top of my head. Um, he helped write the screenplay and stuff. Uh, great. Uh, I also watched House on Sorority Row. It's a good little uh, kind of a group slasher. It, it's weird. It's like the reverse of. Um, oh man, it's kind of like Black Christmas, but like the opposite happens almost. <laughs> It's like all the girls are like, except for the calls one. come from outside the house. No, it's not the calls. It's just, I, I uh, know. It's just being cheeky. Yeah. Okay. There's no phone calls, but like basically they cause the whole, they cause themselves to get murdered. <laughs> they, they basically instigate the murdering. What? Like a, in a Tucker and Dale versus evil kind of way or no. And like they started it and somebody else is going to finish it. Oh, like it's revenge. It's kind of revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting just on the face of that alone. Uh, Triangle, uh, which I saw a, a video a review for a long time ago and thought, this movie's dumb. And then I watched it. It was like, it's not dumb, actually. Yeah, you were like, I saw this review and it was dumb and I never thought about it again. I talked about it last year on this show. I, I forgot. I just, that, I'm, that movie just got memory hold in my brain. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I recommend it. And Andy recommended it too. I just forgot that he recommended it because it was still in the memory hole for me. <laughs> I was doing last year what you're doing now. Like every week I'd be like, I watch blah and blah and blah and blah and blah. And like, you know, it's, it's easy to just be like, oh, I fucking, I don't care. <laughs> Let's try. I tried to sum it up as quickly as I could. Mm. But uh, that's, that's all, everything I've done. Cool. So, Zach. What about, what about you? Me? Oh, I, you just said you played New World. See, I didn't care that you played New World. I told you about it. <laughs> I, I, just I rem- played New World. There's boars and pirates in it. I just <laughs> I just remembered one thriller. I wouldn't call it like a horror movie, I guess, but it was in the horror movie section of Amazon Prime. I watched this movie, Antidote, and it's about this lady yeah. who, who had like, her appendix was exploding and shit, and she went to the hospital, and she's going for surgery, and then like, She's in this insane asylum, but like shit's happening where they're like chopping off limbs and then putting the limbs back together and putting like this looks like apple juice into their veins, but it's like fucking healing powers. There's a twist at the end okay. of it. There's a twist at the end, and I'm like, I don't get it. What's the antidote? Like, why did they name it antidote? But it was okay. All right. I gotta know something. Hmm. I'm. I, I'm Joe Dubs, and I'm looking for a movie to watch. How is it that I decide to watch some bullshit on Amazon for no reason? Like, what is what are you looking for, and how do you know when you found it? Because usually you, you watch these obscure movies, and I'm always, like, somewhat jealous of, of 
of the gumption it takes to be like, I'm just going to watch some bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm always like, <laughs> oh, I only have two hours. I got to watch something good. If I don't watch Lawrence of Arabia, then I'm just going to look for something to watch for an hour and a half and then give up and go to bed. Like, I just, I have this terrible problem with making decisions. And you're just always like, uh, two out of ten stars. All right, let's see what this is about. Actually, this one had like seven out of ten. That's what I mean. I would yeah. still look at seven and be like, I, I'm only watching 10 out of 10s tonight. I'm too busy. Too busy. I can't do this. I watched a trailer and the trailer looked interesting. Like there, there's a guy banging his head on the wall and I was like, oh, insane asylum bullshit. Like maybe <laughs> <laughs> like I I don't go into my Amazon and be like, man, I got to watch a good movie most of the time. <laughs> I I. I like to dig through the shit and hopefully, because there's a, there's some movies I forgot that uh, you're gonna make fun of me because you'd be like, well, if it was a good movie, why don't you remember it? I re- forgot the title, but I know the premise is that they bring this child into like an interrogation room and they're like, nobody can't solve it, not the fucking United States government. Just this drunk fucking uh, therapist can only talk to this child. And it was like interesting and like it was literally the setting was in this room the whole time and like the, the writing was really good and like it, it got to the point where my dad's like because my dad when he watches movies he, he needs to have action he needs to has has the My- michael bay shit like if, it, if, there, if there's no action within the five minutes he's like this is boring um but like he turned to me he's like this movie's actually pretty good and i was like you don't need you don't need to have action all the time Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, but that's how I choose. I, I choose movies because I just want to watch something different than the mainstream stuff. And I, and I, I rest my case. All right. But, Zach, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why did you pick mm-hmm. this movie? Why did you choose this massacre? Because massacres, I really enjoy them. And um, I really enjoyed this movie when I first saw it. Uh, weirdly enough, I saw the remake before the original, and I remember think like thinking this sucks. <laughs> to this day, I have not seen the remake, and even though I really want to, I've never sat down and watched the, any of the sequel shit either. I've only seen the, I've seen this movie like four times now. They they remade it, and then I think they rebooted it not too long ago. There was uh, like a Texas Chainsaw. The beginning is that it's, reboot or is that in the in line with the remake? Uh, I think it's rebooted. It, it, I thought they just called it Texas Chainsaw, mm. uh, which actually, I, well, I don't have it right in front of me. I do actually. I'm at the Wikipedia, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I think. Tex, yeah, Texas Chainsaw, the massacre, the beginning, and then there's Texas Chainsaw 3D. I don't even want to fucking watch that. <laughs> right, got, we're, not, we're not talking about all that bullshit. We're talking about 1974. Right. Uh, I think I just uh, I was watching the Cinemassacre Monster Madness one year, and um, he was talking about James Rolfe was talking about it, showing like how fucking creepy looking the movie is and shit, the way it's shot and the the, the madness. It, there was Monster Madness, and then there was this madness. Um. And I was just like, I, I want to see this movie. And I just uh, bought it somewhere. I think I bought it in like uh, Best Buy, actually. And took it home, watched it, and I was just blown away. I was just like, this is fucking crazy. I love this movie just because of how it doesn't let up. It builds really slow at first. Mm-hmm. 
And then it gets really weird within like the first 10 or 15 minutes. And then like after that kind of, it kind of levels back down a little bit. They're goofing off. It feels kind of like stuff that reminds you of Friday the 13th or all that, like before that happened. Um, And then all of a sudden it just gets fucking nuts and it keeps accelerating, increasing in altitude until it just peaks and it kind of stops at the while it's still peaking. It's just yes. the movie just fucking stops. No, it, it does. My favorite part of this movie is like the final 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I, a lot I'm, of not, I'm not trying to be like edgy or weird or anything. I'm not kidding. Like at the end when he's, you know, I'm jumping to the end. It was fucking spoilers for a movie. You know, the ending. At the end, you know, she barely gets away and he just like dances in the rising sun with a chainsaw and then just ah, hard cut to credits i love that part every single time i see it it's so i don't know it's something about it when she's laughing laughing hysterically covered in blood in the back of a truck and he's just spinning around (laughs) with chainsaw and full blast he looks like he's angry that she got away like on how he's like oh fuck angry dancing yeah yeah i thought it was an interpretive dance of his sorrow that he wasn't able to murder her with chainsaw. Dude, That's I was getting, was. I was getting pissed at her. Like, get in the fucking truck. I like your adrenaline is fucking off the roof. Just fucking throw your body into that fucking pickup truck. She's also pretty tore up at that point. Like, you know, cut is, her a little slack. That is true. She did cut get her some slack. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the cut her friend some slack. That's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it starts off with like. Her, uh, Sally, her brother Franklin, and like their friends, and I think her boyfriend, they're all in a van and they're just going somewhere to fuck off. That's what people did in the 70s. Uh, what did you do in the 70s? You know, you, you rode around and did crimes or did drugs or something. <laughs> Talk about the government, uh, man. Yeah, man. But um, along the way, they, they pick up a, a hitchhiker dude and he's fucking weird. He, he looks weird. His face is weird. He acts weird. Um, he starts like talking about really talking about slaughter and cows or something. They get this really long conversation about it. And then he like takes out a fuck. He takes like Franklin's knife and just cuts his hand for no reason. Gives it back to him. And then he takes a weird, he takes a picture and he's like, give me $2. I took your picture. It's a good picture. It's like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> no, give him the picture back. He does. And he just like burns it. It's like, he takes out gunpowder, puts it on a thing of aluminum foil, just burns the picture. Um, after that, he gets mad and then tries to attack them. And then they just fucking throw him out of the van and leave. Mm-hmm. Well, not before he smears blood on it. Exactly. I was getting ready to say that he smears some blood on like the fucking rear quarter panel or whatever the hell. And because that conversation's like, well, my house is down the road, and he's like, well, she's like, why don't you fucking walk? <laughs> yeah, because they're getting sick of him because he's being really fucking off putting. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, dude, just like, go ahead. So, what I was gonna say right off the bat, like, because I told Andy this before you got on, I was like, I've seen the second one, never seen the first one. Oh I, my god. So, like, when I watched this, I was like, I know who that is. But like at the same time, it who, uh, how they directed it and written it, just like you're uneasy at this scene because you're just like fuck, get get him out of the van. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, 
it's still you still get really uneasy from this movie even after you've seen it mm-hmm. it's, it's very effective at making you feel like tension well the whole um, movie is like disgusting it, yeah it is disgusting too um, it's hard it's hard to look right at and contemplate several times like the sets are all disgusting and then there's like gore and violence and like just like it flashes some cows and even at the beginning of the movie it's like someone using a flash bulb to take pictures mm-hmm. of of corpses presumably him like exhuming corpses or some shit because he's got his camera and just the whole movie beginning to end you you never feel at ease looking at what's on the screen it's nope. there's always something off-putting in it yeah and even like the people, a lot of the, the the people outside of the group of friends, they all act strange. Even like when they stop at the gas station, and there's like that dude just sitting out there out front of the gas station. He's like fucking balding, like he's lost half his hair, and he's like doing something with his leg, and he's just like looking at the sun. He's just, that guy looks fucking weird. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to talk to that guy, but they but they do. Um, they they go to like some house and like it was like their grandfather's house and they goof off there for a bit and then like two of them wander down a path and find a house where there's a generator running just check it out and uh i gotta ask this question now because they stop by that gas station or whatever place the convenience store and you know he he comes out he's like i got barbecue d and we all know who those people are is it human? You, you figure it out later anyway. Yeah. <laughs> is it are they eating human beef jerky? Like I think that's the implication. Yeah. Because they especially cuz like late, later on she ends up back at that gas station and like she escapes Sally esca- escapes getting murdered very briefly and she's like looking at the barbecue pit there and she's she's like looking really horrified at the barbecue pit. Like what's the well, because that's some really strange-looking cuts of meat in there. Mm. It really look like anything else. Well, the, even like when they stopped at the house, like Franklin, the guy in a wheelchair, um, mm-hmm. was like chewing on the meat. Weird. Like he, he couldn't get the like. He didn't know what the taste was. I don't know if that was on purpose. Yeah, it was, was kind of like he didn't really like it, and eventually he just fucking threw it away. Mm. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, two of them goof and fucking end up there and Leatherface murders him very suddenly. I love the first kill because he's just like going to that, the, the opening shot of him going into that, that house. There's like staircase, kind of a hallway, and then like off in the far background, there's like that weird red room with all like the animal trophies. It's like, what the fuck's that? He goes over there immediately. Wham! <laughs> just slams the door shut after that. It's like a sliding metal door. The door slamming shut always puts me in mind of like, I don't want to say comedy, but it's like, I don't know how to, how to put it. It's, it's very strange. There was, um, I, I think he's full of shit, but after the second movie got made, people were talking to, is it Toby, Toby Hooper, whatever the guy's name is. The director? The yeah. director. Toby Hooper. And, um, <clears throat> they said, why'd you make the second one? So like bizarre and like, darkly comedic in places and he said well the first one was supposed to be too and i see what? stuff like that and i'm like maybe it was maybe he maybe he was like this is supposed to be grimly comedic like the absolute darkest grimmest 
absurdist humor, but I still think he's full of shit. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. Well, yeah, I think he's kind of trolling with that. <laughs> I was, uh, again, I was telling Andy before, I said, I watched, you know, I said it already, but the second one before the first one, and the second one seems very outlandish. Like, it's way over the top. But, like, you look at the first one, yeah, it's over the top when you get it to, like, the last half, when the dinner scene and everything. But it's creepy. It's like the grandpa's fucking sucking the finger of the, the chick. And, and and then, like, they're all, like, berating her and yelling at her and shit. And, yeah, it's over the top, but it's just, like... Get me. There's a fucking light fixture with skin on it and all that. <laughs> like all the shit just like hanging from the ceiling and stuff in their house. It's all creepy and scary. Mm-hmm. They had like this little thing in the middle of the table that was like chicken legs on that made a table and on top of it was like a little chicken head. <laughs> I never noticed that before. But like the, the, the big one, the, the favorite my favorite weirdo thing they found in the house was like when uh the first dude's girlfriend the first dude that gets killed she like stumbles in that room full of chicken feathers mm. and then it starts playing that creepy ass fucking music the soundtrack for his movies creepy as shit it's like weird industrial sounds it's really mostly all it is but it slowly reveals that they made this weird settee couch thing out of like human bones and shit I'm like holy fuck like i i i sort of remembered that from before but seeing it again it's still like that's crazy jesus um but yeah eventually they all keep splitting up getting to the house and getting murdered and sally's like the last one that and by the way that was one of the few jump scares that ever got me in a movie is like when her and franklin are in the woods and then they're just like he's just like sally because franklin keeps whining and shit all the way through the movie it's quiet i hear and, something Oh, here's something. I actually laughed out loud when he was like complaining when they were in the house and he like ran to the door frame. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's just like, I don't know why. It just made me laugh. Well, they're all laughing upstairs and he's like, ha, 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 I'm having so much fun. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, Franklin, calm the fuck down. Well, <laughs> they did drag his, his, I, I'm sorry, they did drag his crippled ass along and left him downstairs. I, yeah, it's shitty. It's just, you know, he can handle it with a little grace. Yeah, they could, but still, it's, it, I'm just stating. And he never audience. once says anything about it. He's like, "Hey guys, don't can you not leave me behind?" Or I don't like, you know. He just he just kind of like whines. I think they want to himself. I don't think he really wanted to go, but then he felt like, he, "Oh, I, I guess I should go." These people. Are well, he was friends. the one asking about where it was. He said, "Oh, do you know where the old whatever house is?" And the guy's like, "You don't want to go out there. Don't go to old houses. It's dangerous." And he's like, oh, it's my it's my daddy's house or something. Yeah, my daddy owns it. Okay. Well, oh, the guy like says, oh, it's your daddy's place or something like that. By the way, yeah. every accent in this movie is is precious. It's very precious. <laughs> bless their hearts. But, um, yeah, like when they're out in the woods trying to find everybody, uh, Leatherface just appears. And he's like, and he got me like genuinely. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he got murked. And then that's when the chase is on. The, the first chase, uh, which lasts for a while, and I love it. She runs through that whole house, goes up in the attic, finds her grandparents, I guess. And the dog, too. The dog is, like, preserved and shit. It's weird. And she escapes. That's what they go to the gas station like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. But the guy that runs the gas station turns out is in on it. 
knocks her out, puts her in the truck, and then the freaking hitchhiker dude shows up, and it's like, they're all three in on it. <laughs> Pulls back up to the house. I remember when I first saw this movie, like, this is fucking crazy. I love it. <laughs> all three of these guys are in on it. Mm. Uh. And, and, like, the hitchhiker is, like, mocking her, and then, like, they get to the point where, like, oh, granddaddy, he's the... He, he's the best at killing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking put oh, that. it takes one blow, and then it's like, Granddad, what the fuck are you talking about? And you realize he goes up there and he's getting that corpse because it looked like it was a corpse. Mm-hmm. But then when they do the dinner scene, he's fucking alive somehow. Mm-hmm. Ish. He's alive ish. Something, something's up with that. I like how like it looks really fake. Like it's obviously like some kind of like mask or something. Mm-hmm something about it works it's weird i don't know i don't know how to like put it into words it's very slimy yeah but like you see what i was saying now though and i told you like i want you to watch this because then you'll get like why some people say things like Resident Evil 7 reminds me of texas chainsaw massacre you see it now yeah (laughs) various things in the movie Mm -hmm. but especially the the dinner scene yeah, I, I want to say, like, my favorite part of the movie is pretty much the last act. Um, but the yeah. but the whole movie, like, the buildup was great. Because you're just like, it, I mean, obviously we know what's coming because the movie's been out since the 70s. But, like, you're just like, well, when's that, when, when is that going to happen? And then you get that fucking scene where in the middle of the night, and all that stuff. Yep. And like you get the chase and all that, and then you get to the dinner scene, and you just it, it throws you off because like you you've seen like horror slasher films, like usually it's a killer kills you and that's it, and he moves on. He don't give a shit about you. This movie honestly, like, that's like the that's like the scariest, weirdest part of the movie is when she's just strapped to a chair. And they're just laughing at her, or making fun of her, or talking about how they're going to eat her and kill her. And there's no, there's no murdering, there's no dismemberment going on or anything like that. Just these fucking crazy people are like, you're captured by them. They're laughing at your face, and it's just, it's unsettling. Yeah. But then she escapes again because the grandpa just sucks. And by the way, <laughs> uh, I she must have gone through what, like two or three windows and shit. She just fucking launches herself out of the window. And then, I'm surprised she could still. Well, of course, I was like, he hit her like a couple times. They weren't very good hits. That might explain why she was so, like, it's like her equilibrium was messed up. Why she couldn't jump all the way in the truck like you were saying? Because she did take two blows to the head, I think, before she was able to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And then she was getting sliced up by. Uh... Uh, leather, which by the way is funny that he's like the woman of the group because he, he, he changes his face. It's like yeah. at first he's just got a weird face with black hair or whatever, and then he changes it. It's like a grandma face because it's got gray hair, and then yeah, now it's got makeup and shit. That's the last one he wears. Mm. What a weird guy. And then we got that scene where the trucker fucking kills the hitchhiker, which was funny. Uh, and yeah, then- somebody got some comeuppance, you know. And then he throws the wrench at Leatherface, and he cuts his leg. And then yeah, chainsaw falls on his leg. <laughs> and then then that's when you get the pickup truck, and then her laughing and stuff like that. Even that was unsettling. Like 
she won she she won i mean not like one but she escaped but she's like laughing at leatherface because ha ha fuck you kind of thing and i love that yeah you could say it's that or it's just the the sheer hysteria of like holy shit what just happened <laughs> all you can do is laugh that's it's you could you could curl up in a ball or you can laugh hysterically covered in blood mm-hmm. But uh, the thing that got me when I, wa- I was watching it this time at the end, I was just like, why the hell did the trucker dude just not drive off after he got her in the cab? Yeah. And then, but like, you know, I, and for some reason I kept thinking he was reaching for a gun and I feel like I'm getting that from like some other movie or maybe it was the remake and I'm like misremembering it because it's been forever since I've seen it. Got a wrench. Got a wrench. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, now I just want to say because then you wouldn't have got that awesome ending if she just drove off in a semi truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would have just been she's sitting in a cab looking like or something and also uh the pickup truck guy and her abandoned the trucker what's up with that i i, I don't know <laughs> he just like runs off screen and then the movie's like hey he's fine that's not what's important what's important is to see leatherface do his his dance his dance <laughs> dance of sorrow sorrow i mean i i recommend this film I fucking recommend this. To me, it's one of the best horror movies ever made. Mm-hmm. If you have uh, a weak stomach for, you know, gross stuff or gore or violence, no. But otherwise, yeah, of course, just recommend it. It's, it's really good. Um, the, the director deserves all kinds of credit just based on how this movie's shot and how the sets are made up. There's not much to speak of by way of like if if you if you um. If you novelized this book, it'd be boring as shit. It'd, be, it'd, it'd probably be, be like seventy-five or hundred pages. It'd be like yeah, one of those little it'd short be a novella. Stories. There'd be no, there'd be nothing. Some kids were somewhere, and then one by one, they wandered into a house like idiots and got killed. Sometimes I think that's a mistake a lot of horror movies make. You could argue it's a modern problem if there's too much damn talking. Maybe like everybody wants to have dialogue when it's just like that's not what. That's not really what's the, the the purpose of this film, this genre is necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I there was something I wondered while I was watching this movie. Um, in you guys' opinion, what is the best formula in a horror movie for the protagonist to realize they're in danger? Like, how long should it take? Because I think about movies like this and Halloween where they're in danger way longer than they realize only we realize. And that's why there's suspense. Mm-hmm. But I can think of other things where they, they become aware of the danger way earlier on. And I just, I can't decide what's, what's the best way to do it. Cause I was almost, I'm not going to say like it was boring or anything like that. It wasn't boring, but at the middle part of this movie, just, Four people consecutively just like wander right into Leatherface and get murdered. Yeah. And it's terrifying and it does a really good job, but they couldn't have done a little more with the middle there. Like, and and there's no, they're just like, oh, we can't find them. They have the keys. Like, they're not scared or anything. I I don't know. It it made me think about it. I didn't think about it the first three or four or however many times I watched the movie. It's just something that came up in this viewing. I thought they were scared because the whole point was like friggin' Franklin didn't want to go anywhere. He wanted to like go find that damn gas station. It had a weird day too because they ran into the the hitchhiker, whatever his name is. 
He's just called the Hitchhiker. He's Is never he? actually given a name. Yeah. I know it's Hitchhiker and Old Man and Leatherface. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like he doesn't want to go. Then when he's he has no real choice, he he goes with her. He, well, he's being a bitch about it too, because he's like, "Oh, with the flashlight, I want to go with you." She's like, "I can't push you down that hill. Give me the flashlight." Yeah, they argue and bicker a little bit, but it's like you can still tell they're like kind of like on edge. Yeah, I love that forest too. The way it's all lit, it's like real. It's like real black shapes and just like this blue light that kind of shows you silhouettes of limbs and shit. It's very, very classically. Halloweeny horror. I'd be interested to find out how much of that is intentional and how much of that was the technical limitations of filming a horror movie in 1973, and they just like worked with what they had, and then it ended up. Wow, this looks fucking good. Yeah, that'd be interesting. No, I'm gonna probably one day I'll watch like the commentaries and stuff for this movie. I like it enough that I think I would do that. If I can think of. Something I didn't like about this movie, and there's there's a few little things. There's one thing that always grates on me in this movie. I get, and I realize it's the whole movie is supposed to be off-putting and like assaulting on you, the viewer, and this plays into that. But when Leatherface is chasing people around, I kind of get sick of just hearing just like nonstop chainsaw noises. This is like, come on. I I think that's the point. It's so annoying to listen to. They they do that with several sounds in that movie. Like the the cows, when you're talking about the slaughtering, then the chicken. I mean, they just do it the once, but with the chainsaw. I I realize it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's not the Texas Jazz Quartet Massacre. Like, there's not going to be an interesting soundtrack to back it or anything, but I don't know. It, it, It graded on me a little bit. This is my theory. This is my thesis. When he's chasing her, the chainsaw is the soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, it literally is. It's supposed to be the soundtrack there. If you consider the rest of the soundtrack of the movie. It changes, though. I got a a little bit. I got a question. Was the brother playing around with uh, Sally when she was escaping? Like, he was running zigzag like an idiot. Like, he could have just did his full sprint and got her. Well, he is an idiot. His father yeah. calls him an idiot all the time. That's what I was going to say. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's got every crayon put away in the box. You know what Clearly. I mean? Like, I don't, I think he's a little simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, he's like, he's like weaving and slashing at her with his stupid straight racer. He gets yeah. a couple of swipes in there. Yeah. And that's, yeah, cool. I, I think, I think he's just simple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, it depends like on when the character should be self-aware when they're in deep shit i like it when it's really late though like they're along the the plot they'll find out like shit's weird but like when it sinks in that like oh man i'm fucked i like that i i don't i don't like the whole you know right off the bat being like well fuck you know we're gonna die Sally realizes she's in danger for the last maybe a half hour, if I'm being generous of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you said so yourself. The end of the movie is the most entertaining. Yep. That's where it's at. And I feel like there's a lot of other movies. Uh, Alien is the one that comes to mind. They the, the sense of danger does build, but they realize that they are in danger on the ship before the first act ends. I think... So, okay. I, re- I realize it's situational, but it's just, it's it's something I thought we could we could talk about because there's not a lot of plot to talk about here. 
Yeah. No, I think it's a, it's really a case by case basis. Like you could do any version of it you want, but how it's executed is going to determine how good it is. Like the, in this case the I think the longer build works good for this movie, but yeah. if it's some other horror movie, like I'm trying to think of like a, a bad example off the top of my head. Um, like if Michael Myers, like if they build up for just like one kill scene at the end, I think that's terrible. Like, I think, I think Michael Myers needs to kill multiple people and take people one at a time. Even though, like, Leatherface took out the two, that was, like, there was still 45 minutes. Yeah, it was fast, and it was, like, more than halfway in the film before we got a kill, a confirmed kill. And and then, uh, if, like, Michael Myers did that, I think a lot of people would be turned off. Because, face it. People love death. <laughs> they love seeing people, you know, killed a lot in movies. Well, all the slasher movies in the 80s, all the ones that ape off of the success of Halloween, including Halloween's own sequels and then Friday the 13th and especially Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play and whatever else, they all have to do this thing where they're like, oh, people get killed in weird, crazy, outrageous ways. Yeah. And this movie's entertaining and really just... Everyone just is generally cut up mostly by a chainsaw or yeah. they have their head bashed in by a hammer. I think that's the only way that people die in this movie is those two ways. And, and, it's pretty matter of fact. And you don't see one of the kills at all. Right. You, like when he, he puts the, the hook, though, that's pretty gruesome. She's put on a, ho- a hook, but she doesn't die. But later she's he stuffs her in a freezer. <laughs> so, like, uh, I, I like how they made the chainsaw like it doesn't just cut through. Like it, when it hits his leg, like automatically you think, oh man, the whole leg's gonna go. It goes and like it, it does that. Like a lot of other shit you see, like the chainsaw will like swing and like take off your leg and stuff. And it's like, no, I I, I like that. And even when he's like doing at the truck, <laughs> because I'm like, oh, he's gonna, you know, because I thought the trucker was gonna get in the driver's seat and start driving, and he was gonna be like, ah through the fucking window but he's an idiot too Leatherface so he's like hitting a fucking door yeah but, a real chainsaw is not gonna like instantly hack your limb off it's not how it works yeah so I like that too I I there was a lot this movie after I watched it I couldn't go to bed right away <laughs> like it's accomplished yeah, yeah it's a pretty old school feeling right there I mean takes you back to being a kid because mm-hmm. I was like it's genuinely scary yeah I mean I, I'm not thinking like somebody in my house would turn on a chainsaw and start chasing me and shit but like I have I have a closet door and I had to like make sure it was closed because my brain fucks with me in the dark and I'm thinking somebody's looking at me so I had to like stay up for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but I highly recommend yeah. this movie me too. You know, watch it. It's free and it's short. It's eighty-three minutes. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the quickest movie we had watched here on the podcast, right? I think. As far as I know. I don't know. I, I haven't been keeping track. <laughs> I gotta check I that. Keep track of that stuff. We've watched like two hundred movies. I don't know if I can clue anymore. <laughs> so, Andy, what's gonna be your pick? The Wailing. Like the capturing of whales? Or... Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't care for the name of this movie, and that's the biggest part of why. 
but it's it's a translation of yes, we're gonna watch another South Korean movie of whatever the wailing is in Korean, but it's like screaming, like lamenting, something like that. I don't know. I think it's, it's from tw- I think it's from twenty sixteen. Uh it's spooky as all hell. It's viewable on a ton of platforms right now. Like honestly, of all the stuff we've watched, this is one of the most accessible somehow. At least it is for now. You know how these these streaming services are when Halloween comes around. Suddenly they want to take everything away and start charging for it. But as of right now, you can watch The Wailing on like Amazon and IMDb and Tubi and, and Hulu and some other stuff. It's, um, it's not like Maniac Cop where you had to watch it special places. I like Maniac Cop. You're going to have a lot easier time this time. And that's part <laughs> of why I chose it is I kind of wanted to give our, our listeners a bit of a break on trying to find these movies. Um, it's hard to say too much about it without giving away what's going on, but it is a ghost story and, um, some weird stuff starts happening in a South Korean village and this guy is kind of investigating it because I, I, I don't, it, whatever, you guys got to watch it anyway. So I'm, that's, I'm going to sell you on it on the fact that it's another really good South Korean movie and we haven't watched a bad one yet. Cool. It's also kind of long for a horror movie. I noticed Well, on the long side. I apologize for that. You don't feel it though. At least I didn't when I saw it. That's good. Cool. So remember to watch the wailing and then come back here, and then we'll talk about it. And then after Andy's movies, we're gonna get into the the best of all time and the worst of all time. So that's gonna be the worst it. is first. Yeah, the worst is first. Oh man, I can't wait for the worst movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's get into some news that matter or matter to us at least. Um, I guess we'll t- start off with Twitch had a leak, a security breach, and it released like everybody's payouts from uh, Twitch. And I guess the one thing that matters to us is a lot of wrestlers are getting like over, uh, like about a half a mil more than their wrestling contracts. I think because some pa- of them, yeah, yeah, Paige was getting like what five hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, that's definitely more than she probably makes just being there. And uh, Adam Cole was getting that amount of money. So that was the whole thing that happened with Twitch. I saw stuff on Twitter about it. Like people were like, oh, there's a fucking security breach or something. They just released how much money people had made. And they got the source code. Yeah. Yeah. What's insane about that, too, though, is I saw a bunch of people saying like the, the wrestlers that had like notable Twitch revenue weren't even like in the top 40 mm-hmm. and i was like jesus christ how much are these people making if they can't even like be some of the top earners number one was like six million fucking how they're, they're making more money <laughs> than game developers this is ridiculous mm-hmm. and then like i you know how we always joke or you you kind of go on a tear about it once in a while how like Oh, you know, female streamers have it easy. It turns out like a lot of them aren't even the top earners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like one. I think there's one woman who ha- who is a top earner. Yeah, it's funny because they fall under all the scrutiny, and it turns out that the scrutiny belonged elsewhere. I guess so. There's one per- person on Twitter who's like gathering all pictures of the top like ten, being like, "Oh, look, they're all white males." <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I saw that. They were I don't know. It doesn't. I don't. It, the, the way that's phrased, it sounds like you're supposed to be upset with them over it. 
but it's the consumer that is placing them in the top 10. Yes. So yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That's what anybody <laughs> reasonable says. Pretty much. Well, uh, they were like, people were phrasing like Twitch was giving this money to people, which they do because the contract is supposed to be 50 50. Half, half goes to the creator, half goes to the Twitch. But obviously, people who make Twitch money, they get certain contracts. So, you know, they have special. Uh, oh, yeah, they pay them. Come, we want you to stream exclusively yeah. on Twitch. We want Ninja, come over here and stream only on Twitch. Uh, who's in the top 10? Is it anyone I've even heard of? Uh, Shroud, I think. Um, Ninja's like in 14, I think. All right. I yeah. mean, I know uh, Tim the Tap Man. I can't think of any other famous streamers at all. Doctor Disrespect is he one? I don't mm-hmm. know. Twitch, remember he's banned. Oh right. Mister mm. Beast. Mister yeah. Beast. He's got a lot hey, of money. If you build a house, he'll pay for it. Giving Some... people, giving random people ten thousand dollars. There's random bullshit videos that always show up in my feed from him. <laughs> oh my god. Zach, you said you had something about the title. I've got two, two, two things. Okay. Um, there's, yep. Uh, AEW unveiled their new TBS championship. Uh, they're going to have a tournament for it in January after Dynamite moves to TBS off of TNT because they got hockey. Mm. Hockey's going to take the place of of Dynamite on TNT. Um. We heard rumors about that, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And, like, when I heard about it, I was like, no, this isn't going to be good mm-hmm. because their women's division doesn't have enough depth of talent, I think, to support two titles. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll find some more people within the next couple months to make that more viable, but we'll see. <clears throat> so what are they doing with the TNT title? Are they switching that to TBS? Uh, I heard they weren't going to change it. So they might just do it on Rampage, probably. Yeah, I get I, that. I heard that might be a theory too, and maybe mm. that's how they could differentiate the, the men compete for TNT. Mm. You know, the women TBS. Yeah, it's interesting. I looked. I, I saw the title. It's just like the TNT, just smaller. Because I think Jay Cargill had the had the best line about that. I win that belt. It's going to be the that bitch show. I'm like, <laughs> that was pretty good. I'll give you credit for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your second um, story? Oh, uh, I guess uh, Sakurai, a uh, guy who develops all the Smash stuff, is taking a break. Yeah. And no, nobody knows if that means he's done working on Smash Brothers or he's just taking an extended break. Look, the dude can take a fucking multi-year break at this point. He's worked nonstop for like eight years on one game. Like it, that's enough. No, he can't. He's a, he he's Japanese. He lives in Japan. He lives in Japanese society. He cannot be allowed to take a break until he collapses, like a character of Persona Four does. <laughs> Yukiko, your mother just collapsed. Well, that that leads into like the other big news this week is the final Smash character was announced, Sora, Sora from Kingdom Hearts, which I called on this very show like two years ago. <laughs> Every time there was going to be a new one, I was like, "It's going to be Sora! It's going to be Sora! It's going to be Sora!" It, I I give enough hope. I don't even particularly want even Smash. I just thought it made the most sense. I was really surprised. Um, 
the, the thing that would help hold it up is uh, the Disney ownership. Yeah. Because at the end of the Keyblade, it has the stupid little Mickey Mouse keychain. So I thought if they're going to add him, they're going to have to scrub all the Mickey Mouse stuff from him. But hey, they didn't. He, it's, it's in there. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. But they did it. He's in there. It seems pretty cool. I never did buy the second round of of players, but I might. I still really <sighs> want Sephiroth. Man, I still wanted Doom Slayer to be in it. <laughs> and I was about to say, and I got to buy that, that fucking Doom Slayer costume. That is bad as hell. I love it. I uh, the the two characters I most wanted both got snubbed by becoming costumes. So whatever, I'll buy the costumes. Doom Slayer and Travis Touchdown. Aww. Yeah, my friend brought up a good point because I was like, oh man, why didn't Master Chief? Uh, like I would I would understand Master Chief would never be the last one, but he wasn't in it. Period. And my friend's like, yeah, because he was not in a Nintendo game. Like Snake was in a Nintendo game. Sora was in a Nintendo game. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know that that has stopped. No, I, I guess it hasn't really stopped because Cloud was never on True. a Nintendo console. Neither yeah, was Sephiroth. That was after. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sephiroth came after Final Fantasy VII had been ported, but Cloud came before. Mm. Yeah, yeah. By a lot. Because I remember that being a big deal. I remember being like, they're going to announce Final Fantasy VII for the Switch any day now. And it still took like a year. Mm. True, true. Also, I don't think there's been... I mean, there was on other consoles. Never mind. I was going to say King of Fighters, but that's stupid. I, I thought there was other examples, but I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of them now. Mm. Maybe Tekken? There aren't too many. Wasn't there Tekken. a Tekken fighter? Is there a Tekken guy? I think there's a Tekken guy. I don't know. I lost yeah. you. you would think, like, with this type of game... Yeah, there's no Tekken. Yeah, yeah there you go. Tekken as well. Mm. So my friend's wrong. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, Wait, take that, those friend. There was Tekken Tag on the Wii U. Tekken Tag Tournament Two. Damn it! <laughs> I have it. It's over there on my shelf. Yeah, but uh, I I thought they would milk this game forever, but just to show you that they'll milk it when they come out with a new console, it'll be another Smash. Duh. One yeah. per console. The, the game makes money hand over fist. I mean, you would think there would be adding more people. Just be like, oh, we're gonna add this person. It was, it would be like a monthly thing or whatever. Yeah, but now all the people who've been working on Smash Brothers nonstop for years get to go make other games. Hopefully. No, they're just working on the next Smash Brothers now. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, I played a little bit of Persona. God damn it, duh. Yeah. He's but right. That's another one. I knew I knew there was another one. I fucking have the amiibo of, of Joker in there, too. But Persona 5 Strikers is now on Switch. That's true. But that uh, was after the fact, I after. think. It was after. It was after. Because Strikers uh, came out last year. Also, uh, every Kingdom Hearts game ever is going to be on the Switch. Like, in one fell swoop. One, two, three, Dream Drop, Birth by Sleep, fucking... Cloud version. 360 huh? days by whatever or something. But it's all going to be cloud, which is disgusting. They have Dialing <laughs> Light on there, which is cloud. And it's like... Ugh. Just make a, bet make a fucking powerful console, Nintendo. So, no. we, so we can play these games. On there. No. no. No, Nintendo, don't listen to him. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm. Do your thing. Be the best Nintendo. That's what matters. Mm. You can be the best and powerful. I I, that's what I want. 
You can still have Look, if I want a powerful system, I own the most powerful home console ever manufactured right in there. Your Forza machine? That's fine. I got, I got a Forza box. Oh, I thought you were going to say 32X. Okay. <laughs> I have a 32X. No, I have a Sega CD. You haven't seen the games yet? Whoa! Answer, man. <laughs> Show them. But, uh... I guess another news to talk about, Battlefield 21, uh, 2042, not 2142, that's an old game. Apparently it's buggy to shit. So, I mean, it's a beta, so... Like, when people are like, this beta is buggy, I'm not buying this. It's, that's why it's a beta. Let's be real. Let's be real. That's why it's a beta, you beta. No, no, no. Let's be real. Betas are demos now. They should just be called demos. It should be you're right. It, they're they're just stress testing their server with a demo. You're I mean you're I agree with you 100. percent You're yeah. right because the game is literally coming out next month. So like in reality, it's should be a demo at this point. Uh, but apparently <laughs> it got it was supposed to come out in October. It got delayed until mid November. And it's all buggy to shit. Remember when people were getting, you know, shit on fucking 343 three, uh, with the fucking Halo and, like, how shitty it looked and it yeah. ne needs to be delayed? Battlefield 2042 needs to be delayed for a year. Let it fucking... But it's EA we're talking here. EA is going to want to, you know, get that money. They, they want that money now. They, yeah. They're like, it's almost Christmas. It's the pre-Christmas period. we got to make our millions. Um... Zach, you're part of this group chat, but some of my friends earlier were having a conversation about um, Nicktoons, Brawl, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And it's out, and apparently it's a flawed but interesting game. Like, it's kind of fun. And one of my friends was like, oh, I'm sure it'll be made good with patches. And I, I restrained myself, because I, I had to watch that movie and do this podcast, I don't have time to get into the fucking weeds. But when I see people say that, it really boils my blood because I don't want to buy a game that they're going to make good later. I want to yes. spend $60 on a finished product. And it pisses me off that so many people are in that mindset now, including this extremely good friend of mine. And I really wanted to jump down his throat over it. <laughs> but I, whatever, I just let it go. Maybe we, uh, we should all be pissed off about this. We should all say, God damn it, I'm not spending $60 on an unfinished product anymore. Cyberpunk is the best example of that. And I am guilty of it. Like, I bought it. And I did love the game. I played it as a completion. I don't regret playing it, but sell us a completed game. I'm sick of this fucking patch bullshit. Yeah, I'm just gonna buy it later. That that's my stance from now on. Yeah, I just I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for almost everything. Um, I'm gonna get Forza on launch day, and I think that's the only game in the foreseeable future I'm gonna buy on launch day. And I, who knows? That might bite me in the ass, but at least it's built on forza horizon 4 which was a competent game so maybe there's there's not stuff for them to fuck up <laughs> they don't really have a reputation for shipping playground games stuff. they seem to know what they're doing yeah mm -hmm. yeah playground games by the way uh instead of making only forza uh horizon they're making the next fable so that kind of makes me like oh i might have to play the next fable mm -hmm. huh one more piece of news if you guys are interested in talking about it, now that we get to keep going and Google doesn't fucking kick us off anymore. Uh, have you guys ever played the Dragon Quest games? I want no, to. No, I kind of want to try some of them. I really want to, and I have a few like kind of on my 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 chopping block. Uh, the composer, the original composer for Dragon Quest died today. Uh, Koichi oh. Sugiyama. And 
Um, you know, it sucks. Guy was obviously a very competent composer. He wrote the original Dragon Quest thing. You know, dum ba dum bum 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 bum. Yeah, you know, it's in all the games and it's in Smash Bros. Um, but I guess he was a bit of a jerk about his intellectual properties, and he had, um, he had contractual that he got to decide what happened with the soundtracks in dragon quest and what gets released disc and what orchestras are allowed to play. And people thought he was making some pretty lame decisions. Hmm. Like, I guess he's, he's just being a real jerk about like allowing them to use his music in modern games. And also apparently the guy was really like viciously anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ, LMNOP or whatever. I think and like donated a bunch of money to like hate groups and stuff. <laughs> so he died, and a bunch of people were like, oh man, the composer to Dragon Quest died. And a bunch of other people were like, Good, the composer to Dragon Quest fucking died. <laughs> 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 and I was learning about all of this today like i hadn't heard of any of this before <laughs> but it was pretty entertaining um, so he was the he was the prince of video game music maybe yeah, except for, Kristen, as far as rights go i mean not as not far as rights go yeah yeah uh, i was about to say is prince hate gays and he loves hate, <laughs> loves hate groups like no the only people prince hated was warner brothers mm. <laughs> as should we all <laughs> Um, I guess I, I want to bring this news since, Google, like Andy said, Google is not going to kick us off, and I, I, we're not going to go like too long. But uh, I, I I was reading Far Cry Six reviews, so the general consensus is it's more Far Cry. Which, if you're into Far Cry, that's good for you. Yeah, it's not necessarily bad. Yeah, I mean, Far, Far Cry is a style, and I dig it. I saw another review who said. They hated this game because there was health bars on the enemies. And I was like, what the fuck? It's too much water, man. Uh, yeah. Too much water, too many HMs. Hacks. Hack frauds. <laughs> and I think I read on Vice, um, literally this guy said, I can't do this review anymore. This game sucks, and I only played four hours of it. Well, then go fuck yourself. You're not a professional <laughs> game reviewer, are you? No, you bitch. So like, like that can be an article. That can be like I only played four hours. This is this is why or something mm-hmm. that could be interesting. But don't frame it as a review. Yeah. Like no. It, it, I want to I want to play the game not because people are shitting on it because one the guy from Breaking Bad is in it and I, all his commercials look fucking cool. It does look pretty cool. Yeah. And, I really wanted to play the last one. I never got around to it. The one that takes place in like Montana or whatever. Yeah. The, the the cult people, pretty much. Yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah, I have it on PC. I have to play that as well. But like, what I like about Far Cry is like you don't have to play one, two, three, or four, or five. You can play each Far Cry and they have their own story to it. I think there's some things that are connected in the universe. Like I think th- they said Far Cry Six Six has to do something with Far Cry Three, but I don't know yet because I didn't play the game. So I don't know. I, I just wanted to bring that up. Fucking reviews are still stupid. I just wanted to like peek into ju- game journalism and see if they're still dumb. They're still dumb. Uh, Another quick thing about Far Cry 6 uh, and back to my previous rant about patches. It has a day one mandatory install of like 58 gigs or something. Like That's every game now. 
Put it on the disc. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it is every game now though. You're right. Like if I want to play a new game on my Xbox, I have to say, okay, I'm going to put the disc in tonight. And I'll play it tomorrow. Like that's the only way it works. Now. Yeah. I got spoiled on the switch. I got spoiled hardcore on the switch. I, I kind of like back to like your friend and stuff. Like I, I want to give him the shadow doubt. Like he's given up on like, arguing what we're arguing now i know i know uh, some people just want to be happy they don't want to like they don't want to die on the hill that regards triple a game releases like it doesn't it doesn't matter to some people but i'm like I'm dying on any hill i'm like i'm like you guys now though i i wait a while until i buy something like i don't buy it on day one anymore there's no yeah if i hear if i hear something's got problems i'm just gonna wait it out like yeah. the diablo 2 thing i heard was had some issues so i decided to wait a month or so and we'll see i'm gonna probably pick that up down the road diablo 2 because i've been itching to play diablo 2 i have two co-workers who've been playing it and they claim it's playing fine for them so but now i gotta decide what platform to pick it up on like where are my friends playing this game at? it's not cross <laughs> it's, yeah. like it's not cross play no it's got cross progression. I, I it's got cross progression. Doesn't that piss you off? Yes. Because we thought that at work. Because like I've got an Xbox Series X. Um, a bunch of us have a PS4. A couple of us have a Switch. It was like, ah, whatever. We'll all buy it on whatever we want. And they each bought it on a different console when I was waiting. And they discovered, oh, they meant cross progression, not cross platform play. It's just I feel like the wording was a little tricky on that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, we did a bunch of news. Uh, I think we didn't leave anything out. Is there anything we're leaving out? Getting some color next week. Getting some color next week. Uh, this week was just a fuck up because my mixer died. So uh, we'll get a little Scott Steiner in there. But uh, we're going to end it here. If you want to catch more of uh, Big Trouble Podcast, make sure you go to Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh Amazon Alexa, um, Amazon Music, uh, anywhere. I've seen people are just typing shit in Google and saying, hey, I want to listen to something about this movie, and they just show up in the analytics. If you want to watch... What's that? Welcome to those people. Yes, welcome. And uh, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Tell how good we're doing, bad we're doing. We like all type of reviews. We're also on YouTube. Uh, if you want to see our uh, pretty faces, we're on there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Getting Some Color and the Nemesis Project, our other podcast. Getting Some Color will be next week. Nemesis Project, we're doing Resident Evil uh, Revelations at some point uh, when we're done with that. But I think we'll end it here. If Everybody have a good night and uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.